In 2020, four friends decided to listen to every one of the greatest 500 albums as decided by Rolling Stone magazine. This resulted in a text chain that celebrated the music, excoriated the order, and led us to making this podcast. We are far from experts, and we promise to do almost no research. All opinions are our own, unless you disagree. Please sit back and enjoy. Beck did it better. We are all the way up to album 107. Uh, that was the neighbor. That was the guy who lived above uh, James Bond. <laughs> 107. Uh, from 1977. This is television with Marky Moon. Best joke of the podcast. Hey, you know what? Shut it down. Okay. Let's just shut it down right now. We're done. Uh, I think we're good, actually. We're, we're all set. Best joke we're going to hear. Marky Moon. First punk band ever. See you guys. Uh, listen. Let's get into it, guys. I, you know, I've got some big announcements today. I'm excited. There's some, there's some stuff going on. One of us is wearing a cowboy hat. Don't want to get into who. It could be any of us. We don't want to get into it. But listen, before we get hey, one everybody, one of us is also wearing assless chaps. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> not going to get into that either. <laughs> not over Zoom or not? No, nope. I might get into that. We'll see. Yeah, I might Rob, get into it. Rob, uh, you're in Minnesota, aren't you? If you come over, you could get into that. <laughs> It's like, it's like this, somebody out there, there's a Speedo manufacturer that's taking the other part that they're cutting off of those assless chaps. Like, hey, this is easy money. Uh, I like that idea, though. I, uh, never mind. It's like, it's like you're, you're in the discount pile at the store and there's ass to chaps and you're like, yeah, I don't know. They're a good deal, but it's the one thing I like is not having the... Okay. Uh, listen... Here's the bottom line, okay? We need to start making some money on this podcast, okay? And to do that, we need more listeners. Our listeners have plateaued for the summer. Our listenership for uh, the Rolling Stone magazine is exactly the same, or Rolling Stones is exactly the same as the Allman Brothers. We need to get that up. We need to feel like we're doing good things. Where is it at, Rob? How many many people we got listening? Well, I'll tell you, we did just hit 30,000 downloads. For our lifetime, which is insane. And anyway, here's the deal. (laughs) We need our listeners. I blame our listeners, not us. We're doing all we can. Okay. We get together once a week. What more do you want from us? We need to put a lot into the prep of this thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly, man. We're all doing equally equal parts. What are we talking about today? We've all been prepping. We've all been making lists, you know, equally. Like, I think it's fine, actually. Reading Wikipedia. Um, But here's the thing. Oh, no. Then you know a lot of what I'm going to say today. Uh, Here's the thing. We need our listeners. And I know this is humiliating. Tell other people about the podcast. Okay. And if that doesn't work, do what I always do and secretly airdrop it to people in public. They love that stuff. <laughs> you guys, if, if, if I were to start an adult movie with my assless chaps, would the name of the movie be Marquee Moon? <laughs> oh my God. I just got it. <laughs> I was focusing on the marquee and I was like, like the funky bunch where he's in his BVDs. <laughs> feel it. Feel it. <sighs> Do we have a radio this week or not? I'll tell you what. I always wanted to get that barbell he had in that video with the two concrete cinder blocks on the barbell. He's just lifting weights and he's like, yeah, yeah. I knew we'd get into some Marky Mark talk. I was thinking we'd get it into the second half of the show, but let's start it right now. Let's let's get into some Wahlburgers. 
I like at the end of the video and he's where he's walking down the street. He's like, I hope I don't meet any non-white people on this walk. Otherwise, who knows what I'll do to him. All right, let's get into the radio. Here we go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to K-Rob, K-R-O-B. Listen, I got one request for you. Tell somebody about this show. Find somebody you think would like it. Go tell them. Because I want to be rich. Oh, yeah. I want more listeners. Yes. I want them now. Yeah, good I want a whole lot more so this show can become a cash cow. Yes. So make me rich. Make me rich. And tell your boss. Oh, yeah. Oh, you yeah. can act surprised when Rob talks about his boss. <laughs> <laughs> so post on Facebook, Facebook. and tell your friends. <laughs> We need, we need more people. So I can make some more dough and hire new co-hosts. Oh, wait a minute. What do you want? I thought I edited that out. Make some more dough? So if you're making more dough, that's implying that you... Listen, the school year started, I want to be able to quit at any time and make this my full-time occupation. You, Do you think any of our listeners Jack would pay a dollar per episode if we were to put this on Patreon? Matt, would your friends pay a dollar or no? God, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I would hope they wouldn't. Can you imagine how depressing that would be if there was just one listener? And it, went, oh. and it was my wife paying a dollar. <laughs> Aaron. Aaron's going broke because his wife is listening to the podcast. We can't afford this. We got a mortgage now. Where's all this money going? It turns me on when they make fun of my husband. That's what I like about this. Uh, Every every week, Aaron balances his checkbook and they're one dollar off. (laughs) (laughs) Where is this money going? (laughs) One dollar. I've got three guys here. Okay, who see no evil, hear no evil and speak a little bit of evil. But, you know, we love motorcycle jumps. Talked over my joke. We like motorcycle jumps. It's evil. Oh my God. I'm so bad at that. Um, I've got uh, Matt in Minneapolis. Matt, how are you doing today? Uh, good, good. I'm doing, doing pretty good. I've ha- I've actually had some people listening. You know, I've told them about the right. new episode, you know, that they just shouldn't be listening, but they've, they've asked yeah. like, well, what are you doing? And they always say, oh yeah, that one guy, he's got a lot of good stories, doesn't he? I do. <laughs> No, they're talking about Rob. Yeah, I was going to talk about Rob's yeah. balls. So, yeah. So it's pretty good. It's, it's like, good. it's like, well, I, I subscribe to a blog where people talk about blowing up their paddle boards and walking out to the beach, but that, now I get an audio form. I don't have to read it. I love these stories. Nice. Yeah. If you don't know what you're talking about, go fuck yourself. We don't need you. Uh, and I've got from Minnesota, save a horse, ride a cowboy, wearing a cowboy hat. I've got yes. Russell. How are you doing, Russell? Rob, is it okay if I spin a tale about the night where my diction gave you friction? <laughs> <laughs> this is like the third straight episode where you keep referencing that maybe you and I have slept together. <laughs> hmm. That's a deep friction. conversation. Hmm. No, it's not that deep. Uh, and, and out in California... Uh, and Aaron, Aaron is in California. Congratulations on his new job. He's working for an agriculture business. He is the executive and executing initiatives operator. 
He's the E-I-E-I-O. Aaron, how are you doing tonight? Oh, that's very <laughs> nice. Well, I think you can tell where, where Russell and I's brains went on this album because I had a joke. I'm going to say it anyway. Rob, I hope my diction feels nice in your ear tonight. Oh, no. <laughs> Guys, we've just run out of ideas. Who cares? We should have ended this after that 007 joke. Uh, listen, today we are skipping the voicemail. We are getting right into the section I like to call... Oh, a list? Yeah, no. No one knows what's going on. What is your birthday video? Where we are going to go back. We are going to celebrate a birthday that we missed the other week and talk about. We are going to see... Russell, of course, turned 42 last week. It was a big deal. Bells were rung. Uh, I, think, I thought we talked about it. Garments were rended. I know, but then I didn't think about it. I didn't actually reply. If you listen to the episode very carefully, I never actually said happy birthday or anything like that. So I thought to myself, listen, the 42nd birthday... Who cares? Nobody cares. It's the dumbest birthday. It's it's Don't it's care. the worst. But half your life ago, Russell, half your life oh. was a very important birthday. 21. And that was your 21st birthday. And so right now we are going to see what were the number one songs during each of our 21st birthdays. Nice. Oh, oh, so excellent. Russell, what year was your 21st birthday? And I can edit this out if you want me to. Here we have from Russell's birthday in 2001. What was the number one song on the charts? Oh, and the answer oh. is Alicia. We go Keys. right to 30 seconds, of course. Fallen by Alicia Keys. Wow. That was her first oh. single, wasn't it? This is such a bop, Russell. Yeah, Russell. And it's I, kind of a, I know, don't know. I don't know for certain if this was playing at Brothers when I barfed all over the table and was told to leave, but it might have been playing when I got upset with myself and punched a brick wall on the way home. I was going to save that story. I wasn't going to make you tell it. But. You know, Russell, I once got kicked out of Brothers, I'm pretty sure. I Who think that got, happens at Brothers. Yeah, if you haven't got kicked out of Brothers, you haven't really been Brothers. Guys, big news. My kid just came in crying her eyes out. Taylor Swift just announced a new album, which caused my child to start crying. So this is the life I have now. (laughs) I just wanted one son. I mean, was that too much to ask for? You know what I mean? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So I I once got kicked out. What was it? Was it Brothers? I got where the guy said to me, you've drank too much. You need to leave. And I said, I don't have a jacket. It was like January. (laughs) I was like, in the most robber spots ever, I was like, I don't have a jacket. So he said, "Uh, okay. Well, you need to sit at this table. We're going to bring you pizza. And I was like, I think I was there for that episode as well. Yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> this is what happens when you get kicked out of bars. I should be doing this all the time. And then Joe sat next to me. And of course, immediately like three attractive women sat next to us. And I was like, oh my God, this is the greatest <laughs> night of my life. This is the best. Turns out going to bars is the worst. Getting kicked out of the bars is absolutely where it's the at. best. Aaron, 21st birthday for you. What do we got here? Oh, I don't know. Have you ever heard this? What is your, uh, what's the last four of your social, Rosie? (laughs) Destiny's Child. Yes. Independent Women. Now you forget about this video is that this was mostly about Charlie's Angels. Charlie's Angels, right. The very weird period of time where the videos were also incorporating the movies that the songs were starring in. Wow, this is a sound. Like, this is, you would know exactly if you play, hear this beat, you know, right where you're at. This is, I mean, guys, there's clips from Charlie's Angels. This makes me want to go watch Charlie's Angels. Oh, my God. Guys. Rockin' dollars. Are we, are we worse off 
as a society because Charlie, because Destiny's Child is not together anymore. No, because we just got rid of everything that Beyonce put out after that. (laughs) To be fair, I was just asking the question. I already knew the answer was no. Okay. So that's on me. Just a huge part of my college experience is going to a friend's dorm room and listening to her listen to Destiny's Child talk about Destiny's Child and me having absolutely no idea what's going on at any point. It's actually not my favorite song about independent independent women. My favorite independent woman song is by Boozy Badass. I-N-D-E-P-E-N-D-E-N-T. Do you know what that means? She got her own crib. She got her own car. Wow. Aaron, that is going to be a real pain for me to find. I know I'm going to have to go on Vivo or something to find that song. He was probably a little boozy right there. I'll find it for that. Matt, what is your birthday? It's like... uh, 2010 or whatever. He is a millennial. 2002. Okay. Oh my God. Oh man. <laughs> it's a little somebody named <laughs> Raymond. r and was just killing the charts those years, right? I mean, when I think back to my turning 21 and I was making sweet love in my dorm room so much, this were the beats that were playing. Yeah. Is this it? <laughs> you got it bad? Yeah. This was a song actually he wrote about uh, his Peloton seat. A lot of people don't know that, but <laughs> this is her, like, sure. as a man, like, do you ever, I mean, I don't want to get into, uh, uncomfortable discussions about orientation. I'm never sure. Like, should I play a man if I'm trying to set the mood or should I play a lady or should it be no, no vocals? Well, I don't understand. It's I don't know what to do as a straight easy, man. Easy for me. You play a man, the sexier the man the better. That's why Prince... I mean, D'Angelo uh, and Prince, right, I guess. Like, yeah. Or Prince, D'Angelo, when Dove Cries, hair. that way, who's ever making Sweet Love with you thinks about Usher, it's going to be way better than... I mean, okay, everybody right <laughs> yeah, now, right. just close your eyes. I'm going to get real close to the Zoom camera. Just close your eyes, and when I say open, open them. Did you shave today or not? Open them. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, would you rather open your eyes and see that or close your eyes and think of Raymond Usher? <laughs> You do have a good mustache right now. Yeah. <laughs> Between you and my wife, that's one person who thinks that. So I appreciate that. Her response to my mustache was, I'm sleepy. <laughs> as soon as, is it insulting, by the way, if your wife, as soon as she sees you come into the bedroom, she takes melatonin? That's insulting, right? Like, that's a sign. Something's just wrong. just sitting right by the bed waiting for you every time? Yeah. No, it's... <laughs> Rob, she tries to ever- sneak it. Rob, I'm curious, or Matt, uh, Matt typically doesn't have facial hair. Aaron, I don't remember you having facial hair. If you did, it's been a long time. Rob, when was the first time did your wife ever give you any pushback when you first like grew a beard or a mustache or anything? My wife doesn't care about anything I do. I'll say it again. I've had stuff on my face so many times and I leave. I talk to her for like 10 minutes. I leave. I go to work and they're like, oh, you have toothpaste all over your face. I'm like, what? Why why didn't she say anything? She does not care. She does like it when I'm, here's the thing. She likes it when I'm clean shaven and when my hair is long and curly. So what she really wants to do is date middle school Rob. You know what I mean? Like she wants me to flannel buttoned all the way up working on my gang science for some reason. I was like, oh my God, I can do blood. Is she also into hyper color shirts? (laughs) She was we're at the point right now where i'm trying to get my one kid to learn how to tie her shoes so she when she goes to middle school she can like tie her shoes and my wife is like god do you know anybody who can't tie their shoes by the start of middle school i was like i was like certainly not by the end of seventh grade i don't know anybody 
to be fair, Rob, I still don't. I don't know if I have ever seen you wear shoes with laces. I think you always have like <laughs> slip-ons or Crocs or something like that, don't you? Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's true. Because I do have some with laces, and I just leave them open to put my feet in. It's the ultimate fat guy move, not wanting to bend over. Oh. Matt, you look a little facial hairy today. Does your wife ever give you crap other than when you do your mustache? Oh yeah, like I hadn't, I hadn't, I got brothers that grow facial hair in like three hours, right? They also got a lot of back yeah. hair, things like that. So yeah. it's it's, it's a like trade off. Real, real, real men, testosterone. It's a, a trade off thing, right? Uh, but no, so I it, COVID, we went up to North Dakota for two months, and I took that opportunity to not shave, and I had not right. ever gone like more than a week without shaving, so I never had. A mustache or goatee or you know the big chops or anything like that so then of course i grew this long it wasn't that long relatively speaking but for me it was longer beard and then had to cut a mustache in of right? course just to, to yeah you, yeah, yeah you just no to choice. do it and there was a there's a pretty good video of her like physically reacting to the sight of me with a, a mustache and not a very great way oh. and then laughing at me and then hiding her eyes so <laughs> not every once in a while like i said you, you mean you got it you got to cut in a mustache you leave all the rest of the hair in the sink right just to let them know that you're taking Keep care yourself of yourself good for them yeah when wives hide their eyes like that man we call that the pulling a raymond usher for their they're thinking about usher uh, for sure <clears throat> Raymond Usher. Listen, am I the only guy who still calls that when he goes Usher? by Raymond Usher? That's his it's first name, one. I think. No, I think it's Usher Raymond. But don't let me stay. Oh. Yeah, don't let me. Stay. I think Raymond is his middle. Name. Listen, I could be wrong, but I- I'm looking him up at the phone book. Okay. <laughs> Wait, would that be Raymond Usher? No, even then it would be. Yeah, it would be. Looking. Oh, God, I've been looking. I mean, that's the thing. You try to look him up in the phone book. You're going to you because you're like, oh, I'm looking for my buddy Usher. Uh, uh, uh. You're looking for your brother, buddy, Mr. Raymond. And, and all you're finding, Rob, is a bunch of professionals that are willing to come and carry the statues at your wedding. <laughs> Ushers. I call their house and they're like, oh, my God, we're falling. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Aaron, do you ever, you ever tried to grow facial there. hair and had pushback from your wife or not? I mean, it's uh, she doesn't really have to give me any pushback because it looks ridiculous. So I don't even have to. You know, it's like I've, I try, but I, it just just doesn't really work. So, I mean, I do definitely do. I, I do the occasional joke mustache, but it, it just yeah. doesn't doesn't even go over that well because I can't even like keep a straight face. But Aaron, you don't you don't strike me as a guy who shaves every day, though. No, I shave twice a week. It's too dangerous for Aaron. He could cut himself yeah, repeatedly. He could hurt himself yeah. very badly. <laughs> my hands. You guys know the story. <laughs> They're sliced up. He's like, oh my God, what happened to you? Is it mountain lion outside? What happened? Know. He's like, I, I shaved. I a work call right now. <laughs> so you're, so you, your wife doesn't give you a grief for like not shaving for two or three days. That's not an issue. Right? Not an issue at all. No, not an issue. Is that something you've experienced? Yeah, it sounds like Russell's trying to work something out here. To, I might need to go to the day to get my supporter <laughs> before, before we get to rolling going. Oh. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you, Russell, when you're dating somebody and they tell you to do something, just do it. Who cares? Yeah, like, it. Yep. like, it's like, oh, no, I'm going to have a mustache and look so much better. No, you're not. You're not. You're going to look like the same face and there's some hair attached. Like, it's done. That's to everybody, Russell, not just you. Don't get sad about it. Um. All right. Listen, my birthday, of course. I remember it because when you have a birthday in May. Okay. And you, you turn 21. Before, it's so ridiculous. It turns this out the, that this is the dumbest thing during college. Heard. That's 100% finals time. Nobody okay. wants to hang out with you. Okay. Uh, only a couple friends will go to the bar. Meanwhile, as you recall, other people's 21st birthdays, 
Tons of people are at the bar and you're doing prairie fires. You're doing stoplights. You're doing cement mixers. Okay. Stop. Actually, I can't do this anymore. So the hit song on uh, May 13th, 2001. Let's see it right now. Oh God! It's what is this song? Hot sauce on feet. Hot sauce on feet. Hot sauce on feet. It's so horrible. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize this was huh. big back then. It's no independent woman, oh, but yeah. I do remember oh, making love to this oh, in my dorm room. Oh, no, my mouse isn't working anymore. I can't click any buttons. Look at the fucking hot sauce. Hey, you know what's the best part about this? Uh, The hot sauce on the feet? Pause it quick, Rob, so we can can hear. Yeah, the mouse doesn't work. I can't hear you. There's too much hot sauce on feet. (laughs) The the best thing about this is the poster for this is some guy named Spunk McCullins, who has 506 (laughs) subscribers, twice as many subscribers than we have for our podcast. Fucking hot sauce that Fika is twice as popular as our podcast. 507. I just subscribed. I want to see this guy's coming out with. Here's the song from 2001. Oh, this is the worst. What is this? Uh, This song is called Trapped in a Balloon. My heart. My engine sag. Oh, no. This is also something we would have done on episode zero where we're showing videos that nobody knows what the hell's Robin's doing. <laughs> Guys, this is not getting edited out. Don't even think about it. Oh, no. Guys, he's trapped in the balloon. He hates it. Darn it. The balloon. So the guy has gotten into a balloon and let all the air out. It's now collapsed. collapsing around him. Oh, he hates it. Guys, he's not. Aaron, he's not turned by it. Oh, no. Now he's rolling around the floor like a worm covered in latex. I can still breathe. We need to start getting some more voicemails. This is what happens when we don't get voicemails, Rob. No, we got a voicemail from Barack Obama, actually. I'm I'm doing this instead. I've I've changed. (laughs) Uh, My fellow Americans just wanted to say I love that hot sauce on feet. It's my favorite part of the show. Thank you very much. We're we're never recording on a Sunday night again. This is not worth me being tired tomorrow. (sighs) Here we go. Your alarm goes off, you wake up and think back, and you're like, no. <laughs> Not even Usher Raymond, Usher Common Raymond would put up with this. All right. Oh, guys. I mean. Oh, Janet. Nice. Janet. There we go. All for you. Once again, the RV is just dominating. Can you explain to me why is Janet Jackson not around anymore? Like, why do I not see her? After that Super Bowl thing, why has she disappeared off the face of the earth? She's not pairing with anybody. She's not being featured on anything. I mean, she's Janet fucking Jackson. Why am I not seeing her? I think, I think the Super Bowl thing was so bad that she either said fuck it or hmm. something. I don't know. Interesting. I you did. think it's bad. Hmm. I saw something. I actually didn't think so. I thought it was an expression I, I of think, art. I think she started a podcast with Spunk McCullins. I <laughs> <laughs> I saw a post on Twitter that said that uh, Rhythm Nation will break certain computers, that playing Rhythm Nation will break certain computers. I saw and that. Not Where only will it frequency. break the computer that's playing it, it will break another computer that hears that computer playing it. Yeah, something special about Rhythm Nation that will Aaron, destroy computers. I think it's You amazing. see Aaron coming into work with a huge record player, <laughs> Rhythm Nation on there. Okay, yep. What's up, everybody? I'm here today for a dance party. I do want to point out the number one alternative hit on my birthday, by the way. 
this I mean, today we're talking a little bit about alternative music with television, but Stained? Stained? It's been a while. God. Since By the way, gone and fuck things up. The first it's been a while. Been a while. 30 seconds of the video is not music. It's like the cinematic thing where he's doing. Does Stained really get to do a cinematic video where you don't get the music right away? No way, right? They haven't earned that. And, and who doesn't love a video with like four guys playing their instruments in a dark room with a bunch of candles? What is going on? If you were an alternative band in the thousands, you had to make this video. It's like the corn video with the bullets going through, you know? It's just guys in a room playing. American Idol? No, no, okay. no. Now I'm gonna play a quick game. Is this stained or live? Just look at them. I mean, they look. All these bands look the same to me. Uh, all or right. Or is it Creed? Is Creed the third one or not? <laughs> That's bandus. Don't say that, man. Will, man will get bad if you start insulting Creed. So <laughs> uh, I agree. Best song out of that whole group, "Hot Sauce on Feet." Still the number one winner. <laughs> We only do this bit when I'm at the cabin because it's so good. But you know what? Let's get into rolling going. Aaron, we don't have any more time to talk about hot sauce on feet. It's time to see what everybody's now, up to. It's time for rolling going. Strangely enough. Oh, yeah. I am going to go first with my rolling going. I want to make a big announcement. We are up to 31,000 downloads. We have... Uh, uh, we're, we're just getting bigger and bigger. Things are going great. De- definitely things haven't cooled off here in the summer. I want to tell you that, real quick. That's, Rob, that's 31,000 an episode, right? Uh, <laughs> not so much. And let's not do see how many episodes they are and then like compare that. Oh, you're, I mean, let's, you're saying let's, total. Total yeah, downloads total. ever. Out of how many episodes? Well, I actually was thinking about it in terms of years. Don't do that. Oh. I can tell you right now, do not do that. <laughs> Don't think that we've been doing this now for about two years. Oh. And speaking of two years, okay, I figured it was finally time where we set up, uh, if you go to tpublic slash user slash Beck did it better, I have an exciting announcement. We now have a uh, tpublic merch store where you can get a merch store you can get uh if you want all we have right now are the very boring beck did it better logos although there is one that is look makes it look like it's a podcast player and right now we have everything from t-shirts to crew neck sweatshirts baseball t-shirts guys look at this baseball t-shirt wouldn't you know a certain coach maybe who would want a beck did it better baseball (laughs) t-shirt i mean come on i probably know a football coach that would like a version but no sleeves well, you know what? All these have sleeves on it. Are you in luck? Because Beck did it better. Also has tank tops. Yes. Okay. You can pick the color. I've got the logo. I can't remember any of the funny t-shirts we're going to do. So right now we just have the boring logo. Um, But we also have, I mean, what says Beck did it better, better than something Aaron would just throw away if you sent it to his house. We've got Beck did it better masks. You can get yeah, those, those at the store. Yeah. They're not in any, they're not in 95. So I'm not going to like, who was wearing a cloth mask anymore? Uh, look at this. You can get a Beck did it better throw pillow pillows. Okay. For all of our listeners, I guarantee the listeners to this podcast have too many pillows on their bed. Way too many. You can get a Beck did it better pillow. And finally, who doesn't want school years coming school starting? Who doesn't want a Beck did it better notebook? Send your kids to school with a Beck did it better notebook. Russell will get mad at you for doing it. But it's a great idea. It, it'll satisfy everybody. Go to tpublic slash user slash spectator better slash notebook. Now, the plan is what happens when we make hundreds of dollars doing this? I have a question for you guys. We probably get sued by Beck for using his name <laughs> and making money off of it. You can, you can use names. 
Trust me, there's a ton of Beck t-shirts, actually. I looked it up already. And, and you know where we're really going to get nailed is by CBS when you've been using that howling sound from <laughs> the Who for the last few weeks. <laughs> we'll never know because they'll never hear it. We only have 109 downloads a week. So I'm not going to play that again, Russell. Oh, no, I did. I put it on loop. I forgot. I'll take hey, that off Rob, if we did get sued and you were on the witness stand and they said, did you use this soundbite? What would you, how would you respond? (laughs) (laughs) Or that you never know how you'd respond. So listen, here is what we're going to do. I do pay 120 bucks a year for hosting (laughs) this podcast, but (laughs) I has come to, it's come to my realization that I've said, listen, all because I want to donate money from this from a charity. We'll find a charity to donate money from this that we make. And I wanted to say after $120, but hearing that come out of my mouth right now <laughs> realizes how bad of a person that makes me sound. So I'm just going to tell you right now, all the money that you uh, send us for getting, you know, a kid's notebook. Listen, you have a baby in your life. Okay. You're listening to this podcast. That's messed up. <laughs> we have onesies. We have <laughs> Beck did or better onesies. <laughs> okay. We've got all sorts of stuff. Do we have tapestries? Okay. No. Yes, we do. We have little, we have tapestries. If listen, you've got a castle, you need to decorate it. You got to have some tapestries, get it back to a better tapestry. We will find a charity. Uh, I'll have Aaron pick out a charity so everybody can get mad at him and not me. And we will find somewhere to donate that money to if you are such a big loser. And the other plan is if we think of a good t-shirt, I can make it and put it up here. And then we don't get sued as much. It looks like they're on sale. Wow. Are they on sale for two more days, Rob, or what's going on with the pricing there? So I'm actually going to tell you that when Public goes on sale, something weird happens. We actually don't get as much money. They take the money from the person when it goes on sale. So I'm going to, ask, I'm going to probably request that you don't buy it on sale. I know you listeners are rich, okay? I've been looking at the demographics. Don't get it when it's on sale. Uh, but yeah, yeah. If you're, if you're getting this in a time machine from two weeks ago, they were definitely on sale. So that is the exciting news, guys. Uh, if you can think of any funny t-shirts, I am probably going to make the free breathalyzer blow here. I think that is a classic. I don't know. Is there anything else, other free, any shirts we should put on the store? Yeah, we need a K-Rob, K-R-O-B. Oh, my God. Big face of you. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Big face of me. That's the only kind of face I got, man. Look at this thing. It's huge. (laughs) Um, Mustache mustache and all. Maybe not, maybe not in a Speedo yet, but a lot of our listeners have had fun looking at that one that you sent everybody in the. That's I you bet. The, that's yeah. that's kind of my Raymond Usher. You know, close your eyes yep. and think about it. That's uh, sure. <laughs> honestly, I think Russell's face right now, where he's just looking, thinking about his life with a cowboy hat on, is a perfect shirt that we're going to put in the store. That's what and, we need on a t-shirt. Yeah. And that reminds me, Russell Rolling going. How's it going with you? Rolling going. Things are going great. I was actually down in Nashville. I took a flight tonight, so maybe we could. I had a question about a flight. Now it's time for Beck did it better. Plain old story time. All right, all right. This is not a shirt, These right? Are the stories, stories that, that I, like. I like. Tell us about the trip. trip. You're this could be a shirt. We're gonna hear about. I mean, it feels like it should be a shirt with Russell. Flying tonight. I think a thumbs down with oh, yeah. announcement in progress. Kind of thumbs down. That would be a good shirt for us. That's actually the exact thing I wanted to ask you guys about. Is tonight I had a flight back and I was on Sun Country. No, so, no, no. Do you need to borrow some money, Russell? I can loan you some money if you need some. <laughs> no, no. So there's no TV screens on this flight. Oh, and no. I was wondering from you guys, 
Do you put the thumb down during announcements if you're if you have no movie to be interrupted on or no thumb up or no thumb up? Thumb down or no? I would have to say I would have to say no. I do want to remind you the thumb down on announcements is from me sitting with my kids and not being able to watch a movie and then putting my thumb down way high up in the air so everyone can see that I'm giving a thumbs down, <laughs> thus humiliating my children. Much when I much like when I say thank you when I go through the drive through that still gets them every time they hate that. <laughs> I think if there's no movie and you put your thumbs down during an announcement, it's going to look like you're just an anti-seatbelt guy, Russell. Like you, you, do not know how to have, you do not want to know how the seatbelt works. You do not care how to unlatch it. You do not care where the exits are. It's going to be very strange. Just like, hey, this guy behind me hates life I'm going to surprise you guys. I actually kind of am anti-seatbelts. Like, what the fuck? Like, we don't need to be wearing seatbelts <laughs> oh on airplanes God. anymore. Like, that's just what? dumb. Like, just <laughs> Matt, like, just, <laughs> Matt just about turned his computer off. <laughs> this guy doesn't like seatbelts. <laughs> Like that, that's all window dressing. Like if, if we really needed a seatbelt, we're dead anyway. Just like this sounds like a guy live their lives. Sounds like a guy who works in the healthcare industry and he wants to make a little <laughs> bit more money. <laughs> I I wear mine. I don't cause problems. Don't worry. Yeah. I just yeah. you know. I will say I was in Greece and a guy there had the um, bit where he didn't put in a seatbelt, but it would make a noise. And so instead, he had bought something attached with a wire that he put across himself and then plugged into the seatbelt. And I was like, bro, just put it in a seatbelt. Like at that point <laughs> you have a wire across yourself that's plugged in, just put on the seatbelt. But he hated seatbelts so much. And I got to say, actually, it made me feel so much safer when you're in a car with a guy who is not wearing a seatbelt and he's driving, it's going to be the safest drive you've ever seen. Cause he's, I mean, it's, it's his life on the line. I actually had a seatbelt issue when last time I was on sun country, I sat down and Wallace was in the window seat and he was like, Ah, oh, there's something all over the seatbelt. We thought he was like messing with us. And oh, no, no. There was like there was like leftover gum or something on the seatbelt. Oh, that's so, not right. That's so I bad. took the seatbelt off the seat and handed it to the flight attendant. They looked at me like, "Why is the seatbelt off the seat?" And eventually, they cleaned it up, and the pilot himself came back and t- and spoke to us and apologized for there being gum on our seatbelt. So Aaron, that's I got to admit, country. I stopped listening after you took the seatbelt off the seat. What are you talking about? <laughs> You can unfit, you can unhook the seatbelt like you can see where it's hooked to the seat. You just pull it off. Probably just, put you in federal no. jail for that. Aaron. What are you doing? <laughs> you took the seatbelt off a plane and just gave over it. it. Yeah, you heard he hates seatbelts. Of course, he knows that. This guy who was thumbs down during the speech is now handing me a seatbelt piece. This guy really hates seatbelts. If you're gonna take apart the seatbelt, do it for your kid first before you take apart your own seatbelt yeah, on a right. plane. <laughs> I mean, Rosie, you remember back in the 1900s, right? When yeah. Before you had to wear a seatbelt. I mean, you get in a car accident. Yeah. You hit your head on the windshield. Right. And you say, damn, I'm not going to do that again, right? But yeah. now all these people with their seatbelts are <laughs> oh, getting boy. accidents left and right. And, yeah. you know, the air, the airbags <laughs> are going and they're walking away just fine. I mean, so that's why, they, that's why there's so many more accidents these days. Somebody's right? been spending yeah. a lot of time in North Dakota by the sounds of exactly. it. He's got some new ideas. He's coming in for the podcast. And now we got to listen to that damn bell ringing at you about every 40 seconds when you don't plug the hook, the damn thing up, right? Yeah. A true power Gosh. move. Yeah. Do you remember um, that one? Did you guys ever have a car where, where when you when you shut the door, it came around yes, over it was like yes, an automatic yes, seat? Yes. Yeah. You gotta unhook it. You gotta unhook <laughs> so it. So your hand and <laughs> the automatic you like, your belt, neck. The first time I saw that, I was like, God damn, the future is here. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> this car is doing my seatbelt for me. And then when I actually had one, I was like, wait, Shit. it's not doing anything. I still gotta do the lap belt. Like I want full yeah. belts coming out like like inspector gadget style. There's nothing, there's nothing in, in my, same with you, Rob. I mean, I, 
stepping on some gum oh. in public and then having it at the bottom of your shoe and trying to get it up is the worst it's thing. It's the worst. The it's just rude. Just, guess what? Swallow the gum. Swallow the gum. Nobody's ever actually had a problem years. from it. Swallow the gum. That's it. Are you guys gum swallowers or not? One you swallow or spit? No. <laughs> I spit that shit out. Yep. Guess what? I'll swallow it if I have to. If there's no garbage, I'm going to swallow it. I'll do it. And that includes when I would take the fruit by the, the bubble tape and just, you ever do that where you took the bubble tape, you just took the whole thing. You're like, what? Oh, you're like, this is a thing. good idea. The bubbles. Oh, oh, yeah. Man. The whole, you eat the whole bubble tape? No, oh, I'm God. just kidding. I never did that. Oh, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> We just stepped all over Russell's really going. <laughs> so, so after I took my flight, I go to Nashville and I bounced around some of the, uh, the honky tonk bars and everything. But you know what I got really into? They have all these food stands in Nashville. Ooh, and I started I coming across a bunch of Euro stands. And I realized yes. that all the Euro Shwarma. stands always have like a motto on them. So I thought I'd share two mottos and see which Euro stand you guys would buy from. Ooh, now, I'm going to tell you right now, if one guy was also playing the Wiro, I've got the perfect motto for him. I don't want to ruin it for you guys. <laughs> the, the first one, the first Euro stand I walked by, it said, quality is our motto. Quality is our motto. <laughs> <laughs> Would you get that Euro from that Euro stand or not? I'll tell you what. That is like deep because when you're like, what's their motto? It's like quality is their motto. And it's like, oh, so just quality. And they're like, no, quality is the motto. Quality is the motto is the motto. Yes. The motto is quality is the motto. Like you could tell they called the sign guy and they were like, hey, what do you want your sign to say? Oh, we want our motto to be quality. So quality is the motto. Yeah. Just put quality on there. That's the motto. Okay. Quality is the motto. Yep. Sounds good. The other motto. Now I'm not sure if it was the motto or just something else they put on there was made with love euros made with love. If you guys had the choice of getting euros made with love or quality is our motto, which one would you pick? I I would go in quality. When you see that sign that is made with love and then you order your euro and it comes with like tzatziki sauce, you're like, "Mm, yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's got to be quality. It's, yeah. Quality, quality is our is our motto. Is and then it's because Russell, actually Russell, going excuse for, me, excuse me. Tzatziki yeah. sauce kind of looks like. <laughs> I'm gonna explain the joke. I think maybe the people like at home didn't. Not like they didn't know that joke. Oh. Why, wait, why you got green spots in there? You got those little green pieces in there. Then I told you it's from the Peloton. Oh sure. <laughs> Mr. Raymond gave that to me. <laughs> So anyways, I was going for a walk in Nashville and then I started assuming every Euro stand would have a motto. And I actually went out of my way to look <laughs> around at one Euro stand and then it turned out they didn't have a motto and it kind of pissed me off. Yeah. Then you can't buy from that one. They need a motto. Yeah. yeah. I had my notepad out and everything. I was walking around. People probably thought I was playing what Pokemon or whatever that game is with your phone. But what's really, your, I was taking notes about mottos for Euro stands. What's your Euro style, Russell? Are you hot sauce or no hot sauce? And do you find a place to sit down and eat it? Or do you try to eat it while walking? I don't eat Euros from the Euro stand. I just comment on the mottos that are written on the stands. Fair. Uh, Yes, sir. Can I help you? Uh, No, I was just writing down your motto. Well, quality is our motto. That's our motto. Is is our motto or quality is the motto? Yep, quality. Is the motto. It's our motto. <laughs> it's our motto. Quality. Yeah. So uh, another thing that I had an amazing experience in Nashville, the first time I've ever had uh, something like this. So I was there for work and a few of the people that I work with decided to do give a surprise to me and another guy that I work with because we put a bunch of work in on this project, this thing we were doing for our industry. 
And so they told us that the dinner the night after our conference was over, they said, we are taking you guys to this custom hat store to get you guys custom cowboy hats where they fit you. You get to try it on. You get to put whatever like what? accessories into are the cowboy serious? hat. So what? you go in and you get on a wait list. And then essentially you're, you're connected with one of their people who makes the hats. They bring you into like a private room. Oh, wait a minute. They, I've seen this they online. Get, they, they give you drinks. You yep. start. And so you go through like an hour long process that they can put brandings in the hat. They've got feathers. They got wraps. They got what they, what? they can bend the brim. However you want it. It was an amazing experience, like an hour long custom cowboy hat fitting process. So is that the hat that you're wearing currently? This is the hat I'm wearing Aaron, now. What it's, kind of it's, question a, is that? it's a straw hat. <laughs> is that an Actually, question? To be fair, Aaron, I just bought another cowboy hat <laughs> off of Amazon like a week ago. So yes. as of two weeks ago, I own no cowboy hats. Now I own two, which would necessitate an entire rack yes. of my hats. Cowboy hat rack. So what was the inspiration behind your, your hat? Let me describe Russell's hat to everybody, by the way. Russell, we've got a white hat or cream with a... Get on top. Of, is that a red a, and black wrap? A black and red kind of rope. Around the, the base. Russell, that looks so good. I got to say, I'm a little, I would have said, listen, how big are your feathers? Like how big of a feather can we put on this hat? I want the biggest fucking feather you can possibly <laughs> put on this thing. So, so the, one of the reasons I went and decided to go with the kind of the white straw one is I don't, I didn't think I needed like a, a heavy hat. I wanted a lighter hat that you could potentially wear like fishing or you could wear it outside without getting too the horse. You know track. what I'm saying? You look like if you put on, yeah. if you put on like a, Tommy Bahama shirt right now. You look like you'd be betting top row at the horse track. I yes, that, that, that is a, such a perfect description, man. I mean, I just pictured that right now. It kind of blew me away. That's so good. So then the other inspiration. So I decided to go with the white straw one. I want they had a darker straw one, but they couldn't bend the the rim of the hat or the I don't know what you call the sides of the hat here. They couldn't. It, that wasn't going to bend up, so it was just going to lay flat, which now, I did not want. I want to describe the bend in Russell's hat. Russell has chosen to bend his hat. Like a Paul Revere style hat. There's three corners. He's bent up the front. He's bent up the two sides. <laughs> he's going full Paul Revere. It's a tricorder. He's ring, ring, ring. He's yelling to us. And so, uh, so you pick out, you pick out the style. Then they take you over and they they fit you. They they just they classic hat fit you with like joke. the exact so it fits on your head right, where it's not going to blow off, but it's not too tight. So that's great. And then you start picking like all these accompanying things. And so I was looking. And I saw the red and black rope and I was like, oh, that's Texas Tech. That's my team for life. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to get the red and black colors to go along with my team for life. Right. So good. That's great. And then so I was talking with the lady who's doing the hats for us. And I'm I'm showing her I used to have this old straw hat with like Texas Tech and it got ruined years ago. So I'm like, this is kind of what I'm going for. And then she's like, you know what we could do on the inside? We could brand the word Wreckum on the inside Whoa. of your hat. So if you check this out on the oh, inside great. rim of my hat, it says Wreckum, which was branded into the side of the hat. That's oh cool. my God. And they would brand wow. anything you want in there? They had letters, they had symbols, <laughs> they had all sorts of stuff, Rob. You know what I would have branded in there? Quality is our motto. <laughs> quality or quality is our motto? Yep. Quality yeah. is our motto. I thought you were going to say you would put like five nine zero zero nine in there. So when you flip it over, you look at it. Oh. <laughs> I'd be like put in there like uh, 
biggest dick contest winner and <laughs> leave the hat at somebody's table be like, oh my gosh, I One can't believe I left this year. <laughs> so eventually my, they completed the hat for me. 08, it was a great 09, experience. 010. We walked out and over the night in, in Nashville and then even at the airport today, I've got numerous compliments on my cowboy hat. Well, and hat. so what what do you guys think I do going forward? Because I can't just like put it in a closet and never wear it again. Do you think like Fridays become my cowboy hat day and I just wear it out? Or what do you think? Wow. Russell. Do you have boots as no, well? No, I don't. Ha- I mean, I have shoes that kind of look like boots, Matt. Okay. Okay. Wait, what? This feels like the that- kind of thing that you you keep put away until someone in your life starts sweating you about whether you shaved or not today. And then you say, you know what? I can't be touched. I'm going to put this cowboy hat on and you watch what happens. If I walk out of this house with this cowboy hat, you watch. That's what you use it for. I'm going to walk right by all those flight attendants. I've got success with those flight attendants. They will be into me wearing the cowboy hat. (laughs) I'm going to pre just tell you, I'm going to edit that out just to save you. I can tell you sometimes some people think a joke is funny maybe once and that if you go too far, they get really bad. Uh, just do me this favor, Russell. I think the dentist listening. I think either sometime this week, okay, and I'll let you pick the day, you have to wear that hat into work at least once. Right. I mean, everybody knows you got it. Everybody was there. They want to see that hat. You gotta give them. But he's what got they he's want. gotta come in with it. He's gotta then Carefully place it, like take it off and mm-hmm. hang it up in a prominent space in his yep. office and then yep. get to work, right? Yes. I mean, yeah. Russell, yes. I, could you get like a white suit to go with that and like a big, like a big, uh, a bolo tie with some, some, uh, topaz on there? You got to perfect the Jeff Bridges move from, from Hell or High Water. You guys seen Hell or High Water? Oh, he yeah. hangs it on his boot. Like he, he puts his foot up on his knee yes. and he hangs his hat on his toe yes. of his boot. That's, that's a cl- classy move. I don't think I was quite as slick with it on the airplane today when I took it off and just put it in like the seat next to me. And then the whole side got a bent up on it. Oh, no. so I, I think I need some, I need, I need some work on hat handling, but I did wear it on the flight and it was a great flight tonight. Wearing do doing a flight with a cowboy hat is a baller move. Don't you think yeah. that's yeah, unstrong? I'm, I mean, if that guy walked past first class, it would blow my mind because I'd be like, well, this guy's obviously an oil bank date. Like, why is he going past? Wow. He must give a lot of money to the Beck did a better charity that Aaron has picked out. So a true hero. Russell, love the hat. It looks great. I believe it's a rustler hat. I believe the store is called Rustler in Nashville. If anyone ever goes to Nashville and wants to get a custom cowboy hat, it was a great experience. I'll remember it forever. All right. I'm going to write out. that down real quick. Hustler in <laughs> Memphis. Check it out. <laughs> Russell sent you. Yeah, Russell <laughs> sent me. <laughs> P on stuff. Okay. Uh, Aaron, rolling. <laughs> rolling going. How's it going with you, Aaron? Um, it's going really well. I got a couple of things I wanted to mention. Uh, one is I've got a movie recommendation. I've been telling everyone about this movie. Actually, Rob, really seriously, if you haven't watched this yet, I think you'll like it. Uh, I don't know what the three R's stand for for sure, but I think it's Rise, Roar, Revolt. Yeah, Rise, Roar, Revolt. This was on Netflix. It's uh, it's from India. It is not Bollywood, but it's got some Bollywood kind of flavor to it. It's like Braveheart, but if there were tigers and the bromance were stronger. And then there's two awesome Bollywood style oh, I dance saw, scenes. Yeah, I saw that one. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Oh, I love it. It was three hours long. It took me forever yeah. to get through it, but I loved it. So finished that this week, and I was proud of myself. The two, the two main actors are great. Super good, yeah. yeah. Ram and Akhtar, or his name's actually Beam, and I should I should remember the actors' names, but yeah, I love that one. Glad, Matt, I'm glad you've seen it. 
You know, that reminds me, I had a guy that I went to every movie. We went once a week to see movies. This guy friend and I in Rochester every week on Wednesday. It was actually guys night at the movie theater. Yes. You got a discount if you're a guy. <laughs> what? <laughs> it was so great. Just, you know, we just don't know when guys come to the movies. We got to give yeah. them a discount. It's like finally something for us guys. <laughs> Men are making up only 48% of our customers. And we got to get that up. We saw movies that I have never seen released like on video or on Netflix or anything. Like there was a movie called like, what was it? It was like three one one or something. And then I watched a movie that was a Bollywood movie about a wrestler who had one move where he flipped you over and broke his spine. It was four hours long and there was an intermission in the middle of it. It was wild. When you don't realize that's the movie you're going to see when you go into the theater, (laughs) it's crazy. But I I highly recommend have a period of your life where you just go see a movie every week. And at some point you got to pick out, you're like, well, we're down to the shit. Like, what are we going to go to? It's super fun. <laughs> I like that idea. Oh, that's great. So yeah, RRR. Enjoyed it on Netflix. Uh, it's, uh, I guess, figs are in season now. So I got my whole, we got so many figs in the backyard. The fig tree is blooming. So if you need figs, let me know. Um, Wait, I'm looking my, for a fig sound clip I have. Figs. Yeah. Check that figs. out. No, it's, we're just, it's, it's no. just overrun with figs back there. I could not think of a rolling going that you could talk about that would make us comment less yep. than fig yep. season. Like, how are yep. we? Because I'm moving on to the next thing. That was just, that was just, that's just, that's I'm just going to blow your mind. I'm going to blow you. Well, you understand the purpose of this, right? Like we're trying to make content uh, or whatever, but uh, here's yeah. the deal. Are you going to take any of those and make a pudding out of it? And bring oh, us some figgy gonna, pudding. Ooh, well, I think we're going to make jam. I don't, I mean, no. we were going to make some jam, but I guess we could try to make a figgy bring pudding. Bring us some figgy jam. Oh, bring yeah. us some figgy jam. Last thing, real quick. There's a car that I've seen driving up down the street a few times, and it has a vanity license plate GNSS fan. And I could not figure I've seen it a couple times around the neighborhood. G-N-S-S. Couldn't figure it out. See if you can guess what, what the GNSS fan is. GNSS. I think yeah. I know what it is. Is it is it uh, Genesis the band? It is Genesis. Wow! And wow. every time there's also a Genesis sticker on the back. And props to this guy. Every time he drives down the street, he's pumping Genesis so loud you can hear it with his windows up. I am so stoked about his commitment to being a Genesis fan. I've not met the guy yet, but I love it. I love that he's blasting Genesis every time he's driving down the street. I think it's fantastic. Is it is it like the book from the Bible that he's playing on audiobook? Or is it- <laughs> Well, that's interesting you mentioned that because he is going to and from the church. But I think, no, he's usually listening to But he's listening to, like, deep cuts, like, stuff I don't even know. So he probably can't dance. That's why he's oh my yeah. God. driving. <laughs> I was just going to say, man. Driving the car. <laughs> I was going to say, well, don't go up to the car because you'll know if you gave it an invisible touch. <laughs> I uh, saw when I was twelve. I saw Genesis played at the Metrodome of all places. Oh, nice! That's how big they were. And are you serious? They were a huge band, right? Yeah. I mean, they had so yeah. many hits. Yep. You know what I thought was he was going to be playing in the car? Rise from your grave! Oh, yeah. he's playing Altered Beast on Genesis. <laughs> this guy loves the Genesis game system. <laughs> He like got the license plate like back in 1993, and he's like, "Damn, I gotta keep it." It paid the fees. But I mean, now I kind of want to get more into Genesis. Like, I had the Invisible Touch album on cassette, but I feel like I got to go back and listen to their back catalog. Are they on the list? They probably didn't make the list. Oh yeah, we uh, like Phil Collins. Uh, I don't know. How about this, Aaron? 
So you have a fig tree. Yeah, we have a fig tree. Could you take a picture of yourself with a fig leaf in front of you when you're naked and we could put it on a shirt? Have you thought about that? I, I mean, hadn't thought about it until just now. And I'm then sure a license plate that says really Genesis fan. <laughs> and it's you and your wife with the fig leaves on. Like, oh my God, Adam and Eve. Aaron, it's like oh, my brain. It's yeah. like I'm in the Matrix. Everything is in slow motion. <laughs> I'm Michael Jordan. It's in the zone today. God, I'm in the zone. This is crazy. I'm ignoring what Once Russell's again, looking Russell's like. Face he's, would disagree. he's looking like I'm not in the zone. <laughs> but I am. I am Russell. Everything's moving slow motion. 12 right hours now. and eight minutes until our, our shirts go off sale, it looks like. <laughs> Which, so that'll be that'll be about uh, three weeks after this this podcast will be released about three weeks after our sale is ended. So I'm gonna take a picture of Aaron wearing a fig leaf, and underneath is gonna be a license plate that says Genesis fan. Oh my god, this is so, Aaron. We're gonna be so rich. <laughs> Matt, rolling going. How's it going with you? Uh, good, good. A uh, couple things. First of all, happy 30th anniversary and 25th anniversary to Pearl Jam's album 10 and No Code. Wow. 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 10 notes, 30 years old. And Matt, of 10, course, 30 years old. You're hearing Matt's the song off the album that Matt picked. And Matt, that song, of course, is what? Uh, let's go with off the No Code. Let's go smile off No Code. Okay. So you're hearing that right now. This is, I recognize this song. <laughs> hmm. 30 and 25. Are those your top two Pearl Jam albums? No, no. I've okay. got Yield is number one, which came out right after No Code. Which yeah. Well, two years later. But then No Code is number two for sure. I okay. Think it's a great. It's also, you know, like when I was graduating high school and just getting in college. So funny. That's the Pearl Jam album. Interesting, right? Like. Yeah. 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 You know. Things like that. So, Matt, what did you think of the Vitalogy album that had like the softer CD cover? Remember, I liked it. Yeah, Yeah, it wasn't like a hard plastic cover. It was like a a record cover almost, right? Right. Yeah, it it folded out a little bit. Yeah, no, I had had that. I like Vitalogy. I like that better than. Even though ten's good, even though they had the bug song, wasn't that the bug song on that one? (laughs) Russ keeps bringing up the bug song. Yeah. Is that on? I, I don't remember yeah, what that album that was. So what what yeah. what album are we talking about, man? No code. Oh, how many times do you think you've bought that album in your life, the Pearl Jam? Uh, well, I just bought it again about three weeks ago and on, <laughs> on vinyl. So. And then I was up in North Dakota again for a week with the family. They continue to learn new swear words and Ooh, you know, nice. it's it's lots of good stuff up there. But. Um, there is a, a game called Cornhole. Are you guys familiar? Bags, Cornhole. Yeah. And these people up here are professionals. They're absolute professionals. They play morning, noon, and night. Every Friday, there's a, a random tournament up, up at the, the association building. I sent you guys a video of it. You know, essentially this big metal shack that just hoses everything. But they have, a, they have an open tournament every Friday night. But you come up and you sign up, and then you get randomly paired with somebody else. Okay. Russell's like, so hmm, this could up. be a dating scene for me. Would this be a good, <laughs> yeah. let me ask you right now. Would this be a good dating scene for Russell? If he was to come and sign oh, up for yeah. the bags tournament uh, in North there, Dakota? You know, yeah, I'd, I would say it was a good, like 30 to 40% of the participants were female. Nice. You know? So it's, I mean, it's a, it's a big event. Up Target there. rich environment. It's the who's who. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the odds are good, but the goods are odd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And the whole time I'd just be laughing about the name Cornhole the whole yeah. time. And these women would be like, yeah, this is a guy I need to spend more time with. They're looking at your Cornhole. shirt and it says Genesis fan. Hmm. Never heard of them. They, they got both kind of music up there. They got country and <laughs> <Yeah>, Western. <laughs> 
Uh, but so I get I get paired right, and I'm I'm okay. Like I don't play very often, but I, I'm okay. And so, who do you guys think I got paired with? I get paired with a guy who brought his own suitcase worth of bags. So he's oh, got wow. six sets what? of bags that he brings. He's got his jersey because he's part of something called the Bakken Bombers, which is like a semi-pro bag. So, so when you say team. paired, you're playing against him or you're his teammate? No, with him. So oh, it's teams, oh, right? So he's looking at yeah. you like, don't drag me down. Oh, well, shit. So yeah, it was like nerve-wracking playing with this guy because apparently <laughs> right. he, this guy throws, now get it, I, I could not believe this, but it, looking at the guy and looking at how many bags he brought for a little thing. What? Can I, can I just stop you real quick, man? Yeah. What if he was absolutely terrible? <laughs> what if he started what? and he like tripped and fell and he was like, I, Oh no, he started crying. Oh, You're no. like, Oh, yeah, Jesus. he just bought himself a Jersey. and made it. Yeah. Yeah. God, he throws. So he said he throws a thousand bags a day. Oh, a thousand oh. bags a day. Wow. And I said, how long does that take? He goes between two and a half and three hours. I just oh, love, no. I just love, and so this guy, I mean, like literally, you know, I don't know if it's 20 feet apart or whatever, yeah. but all he's doing is taking a bean bag and throwing it a thousand times a day to try to, and he wasn't that good. That's oh, no. oh, was no. not that good. You know, so he kept going. And, and so that, I was like ready to, I was ready to go to the championship, right? This guy's got the jerseys, got everything, but a thousand, three, I mean, I can't think of a hobby. I mean, how, how many hours a week do my, you lift, My record Rob? for most in a day was 12. Yeah, 12 bags. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. 12, 12, 12 times. 12, 12 times. <laughs> oh, in seventh grade? I mean, if TLC's coming on, if they have a TLC marathon on MDB, forget about it. 12 times. It's easy. Amateur numbers. So, I don't know. I think I need to get a little bit better at bags game, but there are some people it, out there. Does it's that, fun to see. Oh, go ahead. Does that really want make you want to get better? Like, doesn't that kind of make you want to just like maybe... Well, not, not trying not to get to throwing a thousand, but like these people, you know, they're getting together. I mean, it's what you do. It's, I think it's like anything you go, like, it seems like the most hick thing in the world. Right. Yeah. But it's fun. You just sitting around drinking yeah, beer and throwing back. I mean, kind of a thing like that. But it's, so, but it's, but it's fun. It's fun when it's low pressure, right? Like it's fun yes. when you're with somebody. It's not fun when the guy freaking shows up in the uniform and the bags. Right. Cause he's expecting to do well. And like, yeah, that would stress me out like crazy. So you, did not, was, you did not win the title. We did not win the title, but I don't think it was my fault. Oh, that, oh my God. That makes sense. Flex. Like yeah, I was totally hanging my own. Yeah. Yeah. It makes so, sense. Yeah. Maybe he's like a guy who shows up for pickup basketball in the full basketball outfit. Those, I mean, you know, those guys are <laughs> in the bad. Michael Jordan yeah. Yeah. Yes. jersey and shorts. Do the and games shoes. ever get heated? Do people argue? Does it get, does it get intense? Oh yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Yes. Basically the, the mayor of, of the town up there, he's kind of one of the, one of the mayors that goes around. So he's playing and he's playing against another guy's daughter. Who's like 20. Right. And this, so he's stepping over the line and he's keep stepping over mm-hmm. the line, you know, whatever stepping over the line is, he keeps stepping over. And she finally just started yelling at him. Whoa. You motherfucker stepping over the line. That's cheating. He's cheating. And she just goes off. And it was, Whoa. so yeah, it gets yes. heated. Oh, that you know, but that's, that. that's, she's probably eight beers in kind of a thing, but sure. yeah. Oh, that's so exciting. let me ask you, man, at any point, did anybody make a bet? Where they would sit with their legs under the beanbag cornhole thing with their balls what? directly below the hole what? and give Nobody everybody and what? give a person one throw. And if they make it in the hole perfectly, it's gonna blast them right in the balls. What? Did anybody do that? No, but it sounds like something that should happen, right? I, I imagine, man, that that guy like he's throwing the bags, your partner, and all of a sudden doors open to this huge shed. By the way, it's a giant shed. He showed us a picture of it. It's like a hanger. It's gigantic. Yeah. It's like the biggest yep. bags room you've ever seen. 
in walks the most attractive woman you've ever seen. Just super tall, busty, wearing a short, shiny dress. What? And she's like, come on, I want to get out of here. And this guy turns to you and goes, what are you going to do? And he walks out, gets into a Lamborghini with a license plate that says Genesis fan and just drives away. It turns out he's like the happiest guy in the world. Happiest guy. Just has nothing to worry yeah. about, but throwing bags all day. That's nothing to worry about. Yep. Can you imagine throwing bags for two and a half hours? Is it possible yeah. he was lying to you for some reason? Like, is this a uh, weirdo who's a liar? It, it, I mean, it's possible, right? But the story was checking out everything mm-hmm. he was talking about and how he was acting. And he was, you know, the, I, this side, if you need some slip, you let, this is the slide you want. If you need to stick, you flip it over. And that's, I mean, mm-hmm. he had like. So maybe oh, a little bit. Yeah, Russ, so he, nope. he was legit. He had it, but nope. I just thought, holy cow, a thousand bags a day. The last hobby I really got into like that was I spent many hours a day for, for a couple days doing it. It was years ago when I put <laughs> together a study of trying to prove that the NBA lottery was rigged. Where I, did a, <laughs> I did a statistical analysis <laughs> and essentially to prove that they were rigging it for the big six market teams and then the bottom four market teams. How'd that go? What 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 did your uh, results tell you? Proved it, of course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Russell's Russell's date was like, "Oh yeah, that's so interesting. Listen, I got to go to the bathroom. I need to." <laughs> but you don't understand. It's the Bucks and the Spurs. They're in the smallest market. They need the I have to go see my I have to go see my old boyfriend. He plays a lot of bags. I'd rather be doing that right now. <laughs> Genesis fan on her car. Listen, we are talking about the album Marky Moon oh, is this by television. Don't eat me, but, sure but you sure like, like the bone. A joke that's so good. It's happening two weeks in a row. A first for this podcast. Never before. Yep. But television was is a New York band. It was formed in 1974. And really, it was uh it kind of got famous playing at CBGB's in um in uh, Manhattan in the Lower East Side. Guitarist Tom Verlaine and Richard Lloyd took the punk sound that they were hearing at CBGBs and actually they were, the drummer was more interested in jazz. They wanted to make it a little more hook driven, a little more player friendly, you know, unlike the Ramones at the time, they wanted to make it sound like it had a little more musicality. Um, and what's really interesting about this album is if you go look at the lyrics, I think the lyrics are a lot more poetic. We see a lot of, I think Patty Smith influence, who was a contemporary at the time. They were briefly signed by Island and did demos with Brian Eno but they refused to be signed eventually by any label that wouldn't Tom Verlaine wanted to produce his own album. And finally in 1976, uh, two years after they were formed, Electra said that he could do it if they got an uh, engineer that he could uh, work with. And he got this guy named Andy Johns who had recently done goat face soup, goat face soup with the Rolling Stones. Um, they rehearsed for this for six hours a day for weeks and weeks and weeks. The album was mostly recording live and basically, and I know I say this all the time, this album is on the list because it is a cornerstone of alternative music. This is starting the post-punk era where you have a punk type attitude toward it with deeper lyrics, more musicality, kind of a change in music at the time. And what's wild is that they were signed by an album, uh, Electra in 1976. By 1978, they had released one other album beside this and broken up. And that's literally the history of television. So uh, let's get into Marky Moon by television, an album I had never heard of before this, nor heard. No, me neither. But I remember the first time through the list, Russell was excited about it. You I don't like remember this. why this time. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've heard a lot more music now, so you might feel different. 
So, I mean, here we're hearing some arpeggios on the guitar. Like, the lyrics are very impressionistic, just because of feel. So I, I did not look up anything about television before this, but I would have sworn they were an English band or yeah, something they sound like that. I, I did not Agreed. think this was an American band. I, I thought it sounded like David Bowie at the beginning. Yeah. yeah really? It sound English. Like, it, yeah, it makes me think of Elvis Costello, too. I mean, but I don't know who came first with all that stuff. That is so interesting that you guys are saying Bowie did this. That's kind of a... That is what's kind of thing. Like, if, if I said, is this a punk band that came out of CBGBs? You would say absolutely not, right? I don't hear punk at all, but I don't know anything about punk. I think music. the lyrics and the way he's saying them sound punky, right? Like he I wants guess, yeah. to be a punk band or wants to not be, but like, yeah, that's the, that's what I got out the of the singing lyrics. style. I like that, man. Yeah. That's so smart. Yeah, the single style. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have Venus. This is my favorite song. Yeah, well, I like this a lot. It might be one of their like as much. This sounds like Bowie. Yeah. But this sounds like every is like this sounds like Modest Mouse and Franz Ferdinand and all those bands that I thought were like you know original and like oh this is where they came from I get it. This album I think wins the award for the album my wife liked the least when I was playing it in the car driving over there. She's no like, way. who the hell are you doing this week? It's it, this is a it's a tough one to listen to. I I don't know. It's it's just so different. It's it, the more you listen to it, the more you get into it. I think I tried to listen to it like. If I could tune out the singing to listen, because I was like, there has to be some of the music here, right? And how they're playing. And I don't know anything about playing an instrument, right? But like, there had to be something goofy that they were doing or innovative or new. And if I could, the parts where I could tune out the guy's singing, because I did not like his singing at all, or even like his rhythm. Yeah, you know, his the rhythm of his singing. You know, I, I mean, yeah, it's pretty good music, right? But I, the, his... His singing style threw me off big time on this album. Yeah, I agree with you there. I mean, you know, hence the punk part of it, like you said earlier. Uh, fr- next up, Friction. Oh, by the way, I want to listen to the lyrics we just listened to for Venus. It was a tight toy night, street so bright, the room so thin between my bones and skin. There stood another person who was a little surprised to be face to face with a world so alive. I mean, that reminded me of listening to Patti Smith, right? Where she had obviously written it down as a poem to start with and then put it to music. Like that is... I think- I, th- I mean, I think the lead singer is super into poetry, right? Like mm-hmm. he, his name is not, is it Verlaine or yeah. what is if it? If your name's Verlaine, you got to be into poetry, right? But so his name was, not, you know, he took that name because he was at some prep school. And so he was like oh, Tom he actually Smith or Tom Myers. Oh, and so him, okay. and, him and the original guitarist, they skipped out on their prep school. And then he changed his name to Tom Verlaine. I because of the poet kind of a deal, you know, now, it's taking out a new identity. Now, so Aaron, let's, I listen, I understand who Verlaine is. Okay. But explain it no to idea. our dumb, dumb listeners who don't know who Verlaine is. Why would he pick that name? Well, he was a French uh, shit. I don't remember which time it was. He, was he a romantic poet? And did he get shot in the hand or something? He had, you know, he was very, uh, very into like really expressing feelings and yeah he was in yeah rob's pulling it up now but yeah he and rambo who rambo who was patty smith's favorite uh had a long oh uh romance and rambo wrote, too and he took out all that whole army yeah. like that was phenomenal <laughs> now <laughs> russell can i just make a quick note here and i'm gonna edit this out but last time we every other time we've talked about french poetry you've asked to edit it out i think this time it's gonna stay in i think that sounded really good i know you get sick every time we talk about french poetry on this podcast but this one was really good i thought it, <laughs> I thought it worked stay in? yeah let's not edit this one out 
Noted. <laughs> okay. I mean, I know we're talking about it every week. It's so boring, but so here we have friction. This song is interesting. It's a kind of a, a punkish song, but it's in minor key and listen to this guitar solo to begin with. It's going down a scale. You don't hear this very often. It gives a very strange feeling to it, right? It's kind of spooky. I, yeah, I, I, I was thinking gothic country gothic country oh, sounded yeah. like a country song with some sort of I heard B-52s in this song yes. oh, nice. and you know where the B-52s got their got got big or, man they, one of the places they got their start were you going to respond to that I was just waiting for are you going to ask that's how you were asking were you asking yeah. Well, yeah, obviously I'm going to tell you. I mean, if you said it, it would be, but they got a, it's a little club called CBGBs. And I thought it might be interesting tonight if we go and look at oh, the boy. bands that started at CBGBs. Oh, that's oh, great. Wow. That's this is another list for a little time. Who's going back to school very soon. Maybe in two days. They have to make a list. So I have to, uh, so I have to, I got to get my education on here. I'm practicing teaching you guys. So CBGBs was a club. I mean, the, you could spend a little more time on this. It's not like you got our t-shirt shop up or anything this week too. You can spend a little more Actually, time I did all this today. I was sitting there. I was like, oh, I'm with my family. I, I'm like, Aaron, I don't want to give up family time for this podcast. Then I was like, oh, yeah, we better start a t-shirt store. <laughs> my kids will understand when this puts them through college. Guys, buy those pillows. Come on, do it. CBGB stands for country, bluegrass, and blues, I think. I can't remember the last. There's four. It's too many. Um, here's the deal. One of the bands that, of course, so CBGB. Hey, I got a question yes. though. Are, are we going to have a fantasy football league this year? Or yes. What? I, listen, I will deal with it at the airport. <laughs> I, I will okay. set the date and deal just, with it. Just check it. Aaron I mean, doesn't care. You know, um, I'm out. This retired band. The, the the this of course was a, it was originally like a country bluegrass club, and that's how the owner intended it. But they would start booking these acts and including punk acts and then eventually including hardcore acts like the Misfits. I don't have any Misfits on here. But this became one of the better known clubs. And when I say better known, you know, talking to people at the time, they're like, at one point it was known by hundreds. At the height, it was known by thousands. And I think in retrospect, we, we think of that it was like, like if you watch the CBGB movie, it's like thousands of people trying to get in and they're like, well, no, not really. The number one band that you think of when you think of CBGB, the club and of course, the number one thing you think about with CBGB is what? Cocaine? Is the t-shirts, right? Didn't that hot girl oh. in your high school have a CBGB t-shirt? And you were like, what is CBGB? But you couldn't say that out loud. So you had to just pretend. And you're like, yeah. I have no idea what you guys were talking about. I've never even heard of this until this list today. Are you serious? I have no, I had no idea. Russell, it takes a brave man to admit that. I appreciate it. Um, the, one of the biggest bands that come out of CBGBs, of course, is the Ramones. <laughs> And I have picked all concerts from CBGBs. Their first gig was in 1974. This is about this them sniffing glue. Can you imagine going to a club and seeing the Ramones do I Want to Sniff Some Glue live? This concert is from six months after their debut. In the years following, they played CBGBs 74 times. Their average wow. set length... 17 minutes. So if you oh, went man. to the Ramones and you were 15 minutes late, you only saw two minutes. But I'm telling I, I was going to, you know, I was going to say you're bringing up the time of their, their, set, their sets. When I was in Nashville, I realized I was doing some research on all these clubs in Nashville. So the music goes from 10 a.m. till 2 a.m. daily 
at all these bars, 10 a.m. to 2 a.m. at every bar. Every bar. And they each wow. do four-hour sets, and usually they take some breaks. I was at a blues bar this week weekend, and the one band played four hours straight, no breaks. What? Yes. Jeez. They were awesome. Oh, man. That's working. That is working. That's how long I was out throwing bags today. Like that's a long time. <laughs> I missed yesterday, so I had to get my extra thousand. Um, a band that opened for the Ramones in on June eighth, nineteen seventy five, were the Talking Heads. Oh, you mentioned Eno. I, I I think the Talking Heads were either an influence or influenced by television. I think so. Too. Oh well, they. I mean, television is the one of the big bands that come out of CBGB. So these guys were all watching each other. They were yeah. all seeing each other. It's so funny though to think of Talking Heads with an acoustic guitar opening up for the Ramones, right? It's like, right. This guy's doing this, and then the next band up is like, I just want to snip some glue, and you're like, mm, yeah. <laughs> next up in '75, there was a woman who was in a couple bands in uh, in CBGBs. And eventually became known as Blondie. Blondie's she was first a, album is good. Where she is singing punk. It wasn't until 1979 that she added a disco backbeat and hit a number one hit with uh, Heart of Glass. Heart of Glass. But here we have Blondie in 75. This sounds nice. Playing like at CBGB's. Yeah. Russell's like, Blondie's I could have put a list together. Rocks. It's cool. Yeah, I like this is a lot. It, a band that actually played first in 1982 uh, with two members. The, the, the uh, uh, Adam Horvitz didn't join until later. This is the Beastie Boys. They were originally a punk band that oh, would play at CBGB's. Right. Female drummer. Yep. This is them oh, singing Egg Raid on Mojo. Wow. Egg Raid on Mojo? Russell, if you went to this concert, would you be happy? No, but when I go to concerts, I just request Troubadour over and over. I heard it like four times. And I was at one country, the, the Redneck Riviera Club on the Strip in Broadway. And I reached a point where I had tipped them enough via Venmo where they were starting to be like, they were calling me out by name over and over me. It, it, like everyone was cheering me when I would make new requests. It was pretty awesome. Russell, what was the best song you requested down in Nashville? Well, why don't I walk you through my Venmo receipts from last night or a couple nights ago? Well, you you know what? You know, I've already looked at them because, you know, I love doing that. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Oh, actually, no. You know what? I probably paid him well more than 120. Oof. This might be worse than I thought it was. This is a sober Russell checking his Venmo receipts. A a truly. I did what? So the first Venmo, this is to some guy named Isaac I'm Hayes, broke. who was the lead singer of this some band. Guy. Guys, please. He called himself Isaac Hayes? Guys, buy some shirts. Russell's broke. He's spending money Isaac on Harris, Venmo. Sorry, like Isaac Harris. Buy some buy but, some pillows. Russell needs it. And, and this was mostly a country band, so I, I'm, I'm mostly picking country. We got my first request for $40, Alan Jackson, Little Big Town, Miranda Lambert, or Classic Country. Oh, no. So I'm going to be playing clips under each one of these. I, Figure if you give them choices, they can't say no. They got to come up with something, they come right? Up something. All right. Forty dollars. So what time of day was that, Russell? Did you send that? Well, it appears to be one thirty-two in the a.m. <laughs> 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 yes. The next one was at two o two in the a.m. Oh no! Oh, wow. Half hour later, <laughs> John Denver or something else you crush. <laughs> crush by Dave Matthews. Yeah. Oh, I think it was crush. Crush, crush by Eminem. By me. REM. 
and the final one, orange crush. The final receipt was at two twenty in the morning. <laughs> oh no! It was for wagon wheel or any fun song. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Russell, Man, can I just tell yeah, you right now? You're a true American hero. Okay, you are the you are the grease that moves America's wheels for sure. Rob, I thought you were going to bring up the other night I was texting you guys my thoughts on music. I thought you were just going to read my thing. Like, remember when we had Aaron do the diary of yeah. when he yeah. was stuck in the thing? I, I didn't want to get <laughs> you bathroom. mad at me. No, here's the. So I'll read. I'll read. This began at 10:57. This was a different night. Okay. First text was the median average song at a honky talk in Nashville slash rock or country song is hard to handle by the Black Crows. That was what I figured. If it's better than hard to handle, it's a great song. If it's worse than hard to handle, it's not a great song. How often did you hear hard to handle once a night? Twice. 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 (laughs) Russell, would you like to start a podcast called Yes Hard to Handle? It better, and we judge each song on whether or not it's better than "Hard to Handle" by the Black Ooh, Crows. Yeah, it's a great idea. God, that's so good. Yeah. So then later, eleven oh two in the PM, I say they're playing the Stones. If we don't have a Nashville trip set up by the next podcast, I'm done. I threatened to quit the pod unless we had a Nashville trip set up. Funny, nobody planned anything. Yeah. At this point, there's no way I thought I would be harassed over text about this said Nashville trip. Eleven oh six. So shortly thereafter, I'm frustrated that I'm not getting responses to my texts. Now they're playing TNT by ACDC. The more time that goes by, the more I wonder if Rob even wants a podcast. When is our trip? No response. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm setting up an e-commerce site, trying to make some money. 11.07, this is a minute later, where I'm continuing to be frustrated and just texting. Kiss for $20 with four exclamation points. Matt would make us walk out of this place. <laughs> I missed that one. Eleven oh nine. People love Kiss. People love Kiss, Matt. Which what what Kiss Mouth did they play? Oh, I have no idea. Oh. No idea. <laughs> okay, I have respect for you again. If you don't know what song they're playing, Russell, you and I can be friends. We're loving you, baby. Well, Russell bought seats at the Honky Tonk Bar. You don't realize this, but Russell got tickets actually for the upper deck in the back, so he couldn't hear any of the songs. He was been moaning him crazy. He couldn't hear anything. Eleven fourteen. Shortly thereafter, Sweet Emotion. This text chain is my new notepad. At this point, I'm just sending you guys my notes. Finally, Aaron acknowledges me. My text is finally gets a response from you guys. Aaron so says, like, crushing it, Russell. Yeah. So good. Then we've got great out there, man. a little bit later. CCR, really loud. Fortunate son. <laughs> this is a wild. And then, and then the final text of the night was collective soul. Rob sleeps while his podcast fades away because I was convinced the podcast was over because he was not setting up a trip to Nashville for us. This, I, well, I think I texted back at some point, didn't I? And I said, you're in Nashville. Why don't you plan the trip? And then I think I found things for us to do, right? I found like a top five list of us things for us to do. I was too busy. I didn't have time to oh respond God. to your guys' text messages. <laughs> uh, this, my whole life is a waste of time. Russell, excellent. <laughs> And you kind of are stepping on my list, okay? Not a big deal, but I do want to point that out. <laughs> Rude. Beastie boys. So finally, the number one person to come out of CBGBs, absolutely, Patti Smith. Her first gig was in 1975. She played the last show when it closed in 2006 at this mm. uh, punk club 
She was in the crowd for the first television show ever. Here's Patti Smith dancing barefoot. Oh, I see how you brought it back around there, Rob. Nice. There you go. I'm sure you're going to bring this up, but Patty and the Tom Verlaine dated for a while. And a lot of people uh, don't know this, but Patty Smith and Tom Verlaine actually dated for a while. There's a couple YouTube videos where you can find them singing together. It's kind of fun. But maybe hard to find out where Patty's singing exactly, so it's not as easy to use. Russell, this song, Above or Below, Hard to Handle. (laughs) What do you think? I don't know. I think this is below hard to handle. Hard to handle did it better. Ooh, that would get exhausted if we had a whole bunch of I did also have a moment where I was getting my custom cowboy hat made, and the whole time I just wanted to get inspected and better branded, like in the side of it. But I was like, I can't have my coworkers no. knowing any more about this than possible. No. So true. I had no, to ignore it. Good call. You, how about a shirt? How about a shirt that says like the big alligator greater than sign, and then hard to handle is there. <laughs> guys i'm gonna make so much that money. was a this great list rob definitely probably a top five that was awesome in the last four weeks that's definitely been a top five list uh <laughs> marky moon this got all the way up to number 30 in the uk rolling stone says it's the 381st greatest song of all time so are these guys big did they have a ton of fans when this album came out or is this just kind of History gives it credit, but they weren't that popular. Critically acclaimed is what this it said over and over. Yeah, but not necessarily a big seller. Guy, yeah. Right. yeah. Do you like the high music hat heads? Like the, this is a cool song. Yeah. I mean, this. You know me. I'm a produ- produce, production nut. I love how this sounds. How it's yeah, produced. no, definitely, yeah, it's definitely well produced. So I hate the, it. I I read the the Wikipedia article about these guys too, and I I fucking hated how any any band that's like a little bit intellectual or thoughtful gets labeled with oh they're they're sort of jazz like i hear no yes. i hear no jazz in here except occasionally some of the drumming i, I kind of get it but I, I just i don't know why they, they always label it the way that way and it's just i don't hear it so here we have a solo that's in the mixolydian mode mixolydian mode now we talked of course about the mixolydian mode when we talked about miles davis coming up with different modes for his so okay so maybe I'm wrong. I'm listening. <laughs> oh, is that exactly the opposite? Yeah, the article I read he said he was heavily influenced by the Miles Davis electric when he when he turned electric. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. I think this is the point in the car ride that my wife is like, what band are you doing? Who is this? Yeah, no, this I, I left the room and I came back and 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 it was like, yeah, they they were doing like a doors style like uh, yeah. jam session. Yeah. I was I like, like, wait, that. what? <laughs> Guys, we got to get her on the podcast. That's such a smart thing to say. <laughs> That's the wrong crazy. person on the podcast. Elevation. What, what's this song about? Uh, it's about elevation, how it's going to its head. It probably is like when I went up to Pike's Peak and you go up to like 14,000 feet and you go into the store, right? Pike's Peak. There's a store and all it has up there is there's people working there and all of them are dressed in orange because they're all emergency response people because you're up so high that you feel lightheaded when you're up there. And a lot of people get altitude sickness and then they sell stuff like fudge and the magnets and all that stuff. And I was up there and I could barely catch my breath. I was like, (sighs) and I went up to one of the people working there and I was like, (sighs) I need some fudge. (laughs) (laughs) I got some fudge. It was so good. 
<laughs> I heard there's like these last few songs. I started to like this album a little more, but it got way more guitar heavy in my estimation. So I don't know if you guys heard that at all, but listen to it. seems like there's a little more guitar here towards the end. I would say guitar forward is an accurate description of this album. Yeah, I mean, I there's a lot of, it's a, it's a ton. And what's interesting is there's not one rhythm, one lead. They're kind of playing together, guiding light. I hear the Bowie influence here, for sure. For sure. Dylan. Oh, yeah. Next up, we have the second single, Prove It. Single charted for four weeks in the UK. I mean, these guys are big in Europe, actually. I do love the sort of like American soul kind of rhythm of this one. Like Stand By Me or something. This one was about. Um, I like that, by the way. You, you, you can definitely hear that. I, this one was. Uh, they think it's about Plato's shadows on the cave. Were you guys as obsessed as I was with shadow puppets growing up? What? Like being able to do shadow puppets? Like I watched that Sesame Street thing where they would do the, where they would do the elephant. And I was like, God damn, I got to get good at shadow puppets. And I'll tell you what, I work two hours a day. Um, <laughs> but I, that, that, I mean, were you guys? Did you guys want to be good at shadow puppets? I mean, I had a book. You had a For book? real? Oh, yeah. Nice. I can show you the, the rooster. Rob, put your pants on. <laughs> the dog? Let's see. I thought, wasn't this from that movie, The Waiting, The Goat, or whatever it was? Here's the dog. <laughs> what? <laughs> watch this. Dog, I, I watch my duck to the dog. Uh, my dog's different than yours. Mine looks like this. <laughs> oh. Wow, I like that dog. That's pretty sweet. So... We're doing shadow puppets on Zoom. So for those yeah. of you that are still listening, <laughs> sorry, this is the only podcast you listen to, dummies. Aaron, what's your best shadow puppet? My best shadow puppet? Yeah. The, like the butterfly, because it also kind of looks like the Wu-Tang. So I like that one. That's a good one. Cash rules everything around me for sure with that butterfly. I'm going to show you the rooster again, by the way. My fingers are so short. You can see it when I'm doing shadow puppets. Maybe that's a problem with my shadow puppet career. My fingers were too short. Uh, let's see. Torn curtain. Short enough where you, where you couldn't have been an organ player, right? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Torn curtain. I saw that organ player the other, the other couple weeks ago. And we talked about he makes appearances every once in a while. So this is about Torn curtain. how you see the play within the play, what's going on backstage. Kind of like how maybe if your podcast co-hosts are actually making fun of you in a hurtful way, you can't say anything because it's being recorded. <laughs> this is like, this is one of those songs where I agree with Matt here. Like, I don't love listening to this guy's voice. And it's like a lot of the songs by the band where I'm like, I think this is a good song, but I want to hear a good singer sing it to know for sure. Right. And that was it. So let's get into our final discussion. It's a very patented and popular rating system. Everybody's favorite part of the show. Do you guys hear how young I sound there? And happy, excited. So long ago. (laughs) So long ago. Listen, this album, 107, and again, right above James Bond, on the list. Okay. That's it. That was the best joke in the podcast. We didn't top it in the last hour and 38 minutes. Is this, okay, 
the perfect song, album to put at 107. Listen, this is we look back at this when we talk about uh, post-punk, when we talk about alternative music, like picture this album comes out in 77. It is huge. Like this is a total deviation of music. Starts in a small club, influences wait, wait. everybody, even it, if maybe you've never it heard huge? of it. huge? I thought it wasn't huge. Well, it's huge now because it's on the list at 107. Gotcha. Okay, so gotcha. it's obviously better than a lot of artists that aren't listed. Now listen, if that's wrong, okay, if they should be behind some of those other artists, Okay, that would be a rolling groan. It should not be up this high. Or is this a rolling bone? It should have been up higher on the list. Okay, raise that marquee up. Okay, this would be a song. If it was higher up on the list, even if it doesn't eat meat. But you sure like the bone. It sure got rolling boned. It should be higher up on the list. I missed my timing on that. That's pretty bad. Is that Dead Eye Dick? Is that the name of that band? Oh, I think it might be. I think you might be right. Ah. I'm going to see. That it. actually, the Dumb and Dumber soundtrack was great. Remember the song yeah, Peter a- Pumpkinhead? Oh, my God. <laughs> Hooray for Peter Pumpkinhead. So I'm going to check out, guys. Unfortunately, I'm just going to tell you right now. It also was The Bear Went Over the Mountain. Remember, it was like a metal song. The bear went over the mountain to see what he could see. It's when the guy's freaking out because he ate the hot sauce or whatever. They put the peppers in his food. Check it out. I think that also had... Let's eat that burger and we'll tell you. I mean, that also had the hit song. Do you guys remember on the Dumb and Dumber soundtrack, there's a part with, like Russell said with the hot sauce. Oh, no. Why, why do you want this to be the hot sauce? Why did you choose Listen. tonight to do the hot sauce and feed episode? Do you know how much self-control it takes for me to not to make this a sound clip that I can just play whenever I want? Sauce. The bigger question is, how did you ever come across this, Rob? Where did you find this? I don't know. It's just on my dad's computer. I don't know. I'm going to tell you right now, I looked up Dead Eye Dick Tour. They broke up in 2014. So I wonder if they played Mary Moon on that. You never know. So what do you think? Rolling Well Toned, Rolling Bone, or Rolling Grown? And Aaron, you always try to get me distracted during this time. Don't do it. Okay? Don't do it. What do you think? I think that this album inspired a lot of bands that I went to see in the early 2000s, and I never knew band. Um, I don't listen to this kind of music much anymore, so it kind of misses me a little bit, but I think that it's really nice musically. You're right, Rob, it's really well produced. With Matt, I don't love the singing. Uh, I think the guitar is great. I think there's a lot of uh, a lot that I would probably listen to again. I think it's a fun album to listen to, but uh, I think because I'm just not really down with Verlaine's uh, singing, I'm going to give it a rolling groan. All right, Russell, what do you think? Rolling well-toned, rolling groan, or rolling... Rolling bones. Rolling bones. You know, you singing that in that cowboy hat is just is awesome. <laughs> you might have to wear this cowboy hat Listen, every time we record. It might just be how late it is. I just Venmoed him 40 bucks. <laughs> That's on me. <laughs> 2 2 a.m. <laughs> Give it 15 minutes to be sending a hundo. Oh, Rob, whatever. You should rocks. Send, I should give you that guy's Venmo and you can send him a tip right now. Yeah. With the Beck did it better request. Play song. a song you're good at. Play hot sauce on you feet, 20 bucks. You should have written, play a song you're not good at. See what he says <laughs> then. 
I, this was a fun <laughs> album. I remember, I remember Aaron the first time before we ever started the the quest, I did say, Hey, this is great music. I, I like listening to it. I enjoyed it, but for me, it's probably not something I'm going to go back to listen to it over and over. The only time I listened to the album on this preparing for the podcast was on the plane. And I pretty much spent the whole time being disappointed that the brim of my one side of the hat had gotten bent too far. So I wasn't even that into it. So I don't think I'm going to go back and listen to it. I'll say it's a slight rolling groan. It should be lower on the list. So Matt, listen, uh, Shit, I had a show rolling groan. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Matt, what do you think? Rolling well-toned, rolling boned, or rolling groan? Rough. I think it's rolling groaned. I, you know, a lot of these ones that are probably getting a little higher in the list, but, you know, you think of like the Sex Pistols and uh, who's that other guy from the, with the Nico early on? What was his name? Velvet Underground? Reed? Velvet Underground, you know, Velvet Underground, Patti Smith, some of these other ones. I think you can hear a direct line to future music. I don't know if I can personally hear the direct line to the Nirvanas and Pearl Jams and Soundgardens and Replacements and, you know, all those other kind of alternative bands that came out of the mid 80s through the 90s. And so I don't know. I just just can't connect the dots. I can't stand the singing. So I'm going to say it's rolling grown. It should be <laughs> way lower on the list. Russell, I'm going to edit this in earlier, but at any point, did, did you yell whipping post when you were in oh, Nashville? Oh, absolutely. Didn't I text you guys that I yelled yeah. whipping post? Oh, I didn't know yeah. you actually did were truthful play about that. You really did? Did anybody play it? I was at a blue, at the, a great bar in Nashville, and people should check it out if they go. It's called like the Boogie Blues Bar or something like that, but they play all, a lot of blues and stuff. And within an hour, I heard... Statesboro Blues and Whipping Post. Oh my God. Oh, yes. And when they, and then right when Whipping Post started, when I realized what it was, I did definitely yell, play Whipping Post. Oh, yes. Whipping Post. Did they look at you like, yes, we know that reference. We also are fans of the podcast that just came out. <laughs> They're like, I can't believe you Venmoed this guy yeah. 40 bucks for, for uh, Hootie and the Blowfish like, or whatever I requested. They're like, oh, we're going to go sit down on these pillows we have. Oh, my God. They're back to the better pillows. I can't believe that. That's incredible. <laughs> Listen, unfortunately, three rolling groans. Okay. It doesn't happen very often, but what can you do? Unfortunately, you're incorrect. Okay. Damn it. This is a rolling Again? history lesson. Okay? Lesson? Yeah. Oh. This, this, now, you might think like, oh, is this the first funk song ever? No. This, that was different. Those are a different <laughs> couple of albums. This, what we're this listening to here, I mean... It really is like if you compare this to other albums that were coming out in 1977, this was a total derivation, a total deviation than what we were used to. Wasn't big at the time, but you listen to bands now and they talk about how much they love television. We've got REM. We've got all these other alternative ones that I definitely read on the Wikipedia that I remember. Um, And they all point to television as changing their lives with the sound. And uh, for example, Tom uh, Frechette from the Red Hot Chili Peppers said this changed the way he played guitar where you could just play with emotion. That's why it's... (laughs) I know. We gotta stop. Correct me. It's not even close to his name. I just watched him on the VMAs today too. <laughs> okay, Aaron, right, Tom. Isn't it John Frusciante? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, no, it's Tom Raymond Usher. That's what it is. I remember now. <laughs> Guys, this is a music podcast for sure. Next up. Next up. <sighs> we have an album by Fiona Apple. Oh shit. And I'm not kidding. The title of this album is <clears throat> When the pawn hits the conflict, he thinks like a king when he knows throws the blows when he goes to the fight and he'll win the whole time. Or he enters the ring, there's no body 
to better to batter when your mind is your might. When you go solo, you hold your own hand and remember that death is the greatest of heights. And if you know where to stand, then you know where to land. And if you fall, it won't matter. That's really because you'll know that you're right by Fiona (laughs) Apple. So I don't think this album is going to be. I don't think this is going to be too too artsy. That's what we should have. Oh my god! I heard That's like Dikembe Mutombo's real name. When you want to hear about the greatest albums of all time, that's like Dikembe Mutombo's real name. It's gonna be one real name. If you want to hear guys, Anybody want to sex with Dumbo? Who wants to sex with Dumbo? Who wants to sex with Dumbo? I've got the perfect podcast for you, Jack. <laughs> Jack did it. Yeah, I told you. It's a very long name. Rob, I, I saw, I went back to uh, T Public. Spunk McCullens is on there. He's got baby onesies <laughs> out there that say, hot sauce on feet is our motto. <laughs> The perfect, yes! the perfect pitch. <laughs> Close out, man. <laughs> uh, uh, uh.